there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again, Born to Watch. The 1990s was a decade of change. After the steroid-induced action of the 80s, the 90s paved the way for a more everyman action hero. Movies like Conan, Commando, Predator and the Rambos were replaced by Point Break, The Fugitive, The Rock, Enemy of the State, The Matrix, to name a few. The Long Kiss Goodnight was released in 1996 and starring Gina Davis in the lead as the amnesiac schoolteacher with a troubled past. This had 90s screenplay written all over it. At its core, it's really just a buddy cop movie, but one with a quick wit, actions and explosions all the way up to 11. This was a fun rewatch and could be the movie so far that I took the most notes for. Now let's meet my fellow recovering amnesiacs. Damo here in the panic room with me. How are you, mate? I'm good. Yeah, I took a few notes. I've got a lot of quotes too from this movie, but I just want to follow up from last week because we had our guest in Strangles. Yes. And I think he's uh, he's already won Perp's heart. Sorry, Morgs. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he, she's moved on to the next new thing. Yeah, she's, she's like a goldfish, old Perps. Yeah, just whatever the new bright, shiny thing is and it happened yeah. to be Strangles. But I, I will say too, when Strangles cut in, cut in last week, like our mics went a little bit funny. They did. I, I sounded like I was in the third cubicle at the uh, public toilets at the Narrabeen uh, bus station, right next to a glory hole and a, your phone number. <laughs> you were waiting for Seabass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, you know, but it was good to have Strangles there last week. Narrabeen Terminus. Yeah. Yes. That's where I used to hang, Saturday nights. No Why doubt, not? no doubt. Okay, Dan, up there on the land, welcome back after a week off. Should be refreshed. Those filthy Narrabenites. What about how they weren't allowed to take glad wrap on their sandwiches to school <laughs> because they were just yeah. using them as frangers at lunchtime? Oh, fucking well, they worked. Very, yeah. Look, Narrabenite, we love Narrabenite. Full of scumbags. There's no <laughs> doubt. Full of scumbags. <laughs> but we're very tight with a lot of people from Narrabenite and we're very dear to our heart. Not glad wrap tight. But, you know, and, and it has pretty to be tight. tight. It has to be tight to work. It has to be really tight. That's it rubber really, bands. You re- <laughs> it's not just plastic on its own. It's a combination. It's like, yeah, plastic Mate, and, and some bands. of the people from Narrabeen, I'm surprised they didn't try alfoil. That's, that's you know, I'm not saying anything about their uh, yeah. IQs. Oh, Eric would have. Well, it was, yeah. Oh, he was using alfoil for something different. <laughs> Does oh, Ecker listen? Does he listen to this? Do you I don't know. know. Well, he should. He I might have to reach out to old yeah. Thunderlips. Yeah, uh, he's uh, he's probably legend. still wearing the Cuda Lions jumper. <laughs> with his broad, with that sort of uh, Serbian smoked ham that you, he'd leave hanging. A brushet. A brushet. Well, no, it was, it was broad. It was hanging in his... Um, it was in his basement. It was outside, yeah. yeah. And Gross. he just cut the cut the mould off and there's the good shit underneath. No, nah, sorry. <laughs> Once there's mould on it, there's no good shit underneath. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, and before look before we get into something, I need to stop here. Every single week, I get pestered by the man on the land about feedback. And this week, we've got a little bit of feedback. Very, very interesting. Drum One, roll. I hope everyone has listened to the bonus episode of The Alien Film School for F-Wits, which Daniel is still mm. recording. So it's almost Such a live a, recording right. now. It's a little strange that one segment could make a whole recording, but it was... A elongated segment at that. So yeah, I did. Uh, I did wank on about my favourite uh, mise en scène from one of my favourite <laughs> movies. So yeah, if you if you haven't heard it, fucking get into it. No, nah, but look for all those condensation fans out there, right? So we've got our we've got our condensation expert. He's really basically he's he's announced himself as the condensation expert of Born to Watch. It's a big title, but for all them out there, and I know there's gazillions of you. Listen, have a listen. Mate, the subscriber base has just gone through the roof. Yeah. 
no doubt. But we had some feedback. Uh, this one is uh, from Max Matlock, and he's from New York. Matlock. And we're not sure whether he's a local boy. So, Maxie, reach out. We think you might be Aussie just from the, from the, from the messages you've been sending. And, mate, I've got to say, up front, love hearing from you. Was a tad sceptical at the start, but you won me over by the end. Love your pod, guys. My brother and I send each other your quotes daily, all aboard the beef bus. Now, I've got question marks on that. I don't remember saying that, but anyway, we'll move on from that. Odd request. Could you upload a photo of everyone? Now I'm getting super sceptical, right? Yeah. Trying to put faces to names. Got the three of you in the studio feeling better. Plenty of vids there. But hoping to see the man on the land in the flesh too. Cheers. The condensation expert. Yeah. You want to get a photo of him? So my reply to Maxie was, Hey, Max, thanks for reaching out, mate. Love to hear you're enjoying the pod. We're just about to start some new marketing that will include the man on the land. He's very secretive and he's sensitive about his large (laughs) nose. Stay tuned. Your request will be fulfilled. Oh, well, I'm looking at him now. I can see him on the screen. He's got the sunnies on. He's got the sunnies on. He's got the hair almost centre parted. Yep. Um, and he's got a face where he... Th- I, he's I got a new layered hairdo. It's layered. It's he thinks, layered. He thinks he's Liam Gallagher or something. I went and saw the millennial hairdressers uh, around, over in Noosa. So that's Thomas a fresh cut. That's a fresh that's cut. A fresh cut. It's a fresh cut. And it was, I've never had my hair that long. I had, it, I had it long all over. And I just I went into him and I was like, mate... I don't know if it's called layers, but what I want is I want to keep it long at the back, but I want it, it fucks me off when it's in my eyes at the front. So can you kind of layer it like Peter DeLuise in 21 Jump Street (laughs) or Billy Crudup in Almost Famous? And he's like, mate, I fucking gotcha. And he he, he went with this. He's he's only gone and done it. it. This is a, to me, it looks like when John Bon Jovi brought out Keep the Faith. I agree. He went it's, from having the yeah, long, yeah. then he ripped out Keep the Faith with that heavy bass, bang, yeah. i tell you what. Mother, mother, tell your children that their time has just begun. I have suffered for my anger. There are wars that can't be won. <laughs> that was, seriously, that was pretty fucking good. Pretty good. Uh, completely ad-libbed hey, off I the know. cuff. Ridiculous. Okay, let's get back to Maxie. Yeah, so uh, he replies to me after, what, yeah. my, after my message. Because yeah. I'm sceptical as to whether he's, you know, he might be uh, catfishing me. Because I'm catfishable, <laughs> right? You are. This is when it, this not, was when it I'm would like, be nah. an unusual, unusual catfish style. Yeah, it's a yes. fat fish. It's yeah. fat fish, <laughs> right? So, so it's a groper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well and truly. So I'm. Th- then he sends back, dying to see the flavour saver and his shit hair after you blokes talked it up. And I'm like, this guy's for he real. He's a watcher. He won't be disappointed. He will not be disappointed. Just get a he's got to. He's got to be an Aussie. He's got to be. You, you, New Yorkers don't speak that well, so there's no way. So. <laughs> not of Aussies anyway. No, yeah, but no, yeah. they don't, just think, yeah. think F. Murray Abraham. Think Carl Malden. Think Skeksis from the Dark Crystal. Well, I was just going to send Harry Dean Stanton. I was going to send <laughs> Brett. Uh, I was going to. What I was going to do? I was just going to send him the whole scene of the uh, of Brett's demise, the mise en scene, yeah. and just say, look, here's Daniel starring in uh, in Alien. 
That's right. You did get a few uh, lookalikes last week too in Lord of the Rings too, by the <laughs> you way. You did, actually. I can only imagine. But, yeah, uh, yeah Maxie, thanks for reaching out, mate. Look, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll set up some, uh, some private DMs and uh, maybe some arty nudes if that'll, uh, that'll get you and your brother going. So thank you, mate. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for putting up with those gibbers so that you can hear what I have to say. So good day. Yeah. Okay, let's move into overs and unders. 1996 movie. Uh, we're going to start with the man up there on the land. Do you remember when you first saw this? Did we see it, man? You? Yeah, we did. We saw it at the movies. This, I think, this was before. Uh, this was before you went over on your overseas jaunt in 1996. You went late in the year, 97. Pre travels, pre travels. Yeah, it was pre travels. We saw it at the movies. Uh, walked out of there absolutely pissing ourselves laughing. Uh, so, yeah, we did see this one together. Going to set the over and unders today at 13. Because I think it's... Damo's already pulling a face at me. Uh, Dan, 27-year-old movie. Over I, and unders 13. I, Where do you sit? I haven't seen it for ages. So, yeah. uh, when the, the revisit... When you, when you announced that this was going to be the film, I was very excited because I do remember it very fondly. But I'm, I, I think I'm under 13. I think I'm... Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't think I would be overs on this one. Yep, fair enough. A demo, let's shoot across to you. Yeah, I'm under. <laughs> I'm on. I, look, I, I saw it when it came out, not at the movies, but on video or DVD. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. It's probably, no, it would have been, been video. Yeah. yeah. And then I watched it, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, and then I watched it the other night. So I'm on three. Mm-hmm. It's not Solid. bad for you. It's pretty good, yeah. But you also it's cracked 20... the DVD to watch it this time around. I did. Right? I watched the DVD. I, yeah, I thought you might have had it on your little thing that I uh, look at, but Yeah, it there. came late. It was a late edition. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've got I, look physical I, media. Yeah, I may only have about a hundred DVDs, and this is one of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it was good. Yeah, but, you know, and the same problems. I had to. It stopped halfway through, and I had to oh, pull it out, eject, yeah. give it a bit of a rub on the t-shirt, put it back in, and it started working again. Sounds like how you got three kids. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's come and sit on this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Just before you go on. I find it very interesting that you two chuckleheads actually have functional DVD players in your houses. So I, mm. I think that would be unique these days. Very, very unique. So I, they certainly don't, we don't bother with that up on the land. We've got that no. Starlink system that they, they give us because we're, uh, we're farmers. I get heavy subsidies. It's incredible. And mm. um, we're able to beam every fucking movie I want in from Plex. Uh, that uh, allows me to see Matthew's collection and yep. every other streaming service that I have ripped the passcodes off my brother. So I, I can <laughs> pretty much access anything up here. Yeah, for sure. Look, I've got I've got three uh, players which are in a box and I've got a 4K Blu-ray player which is on the shelf that I use occasionally when I've, I've got about 20 4K Blu-rays and I've got... Oh, I've still got heaps of physical media, heaps of it, mm. hundreds. Who's, where do you buy a 4K Blu-ray these days? Is that a JB oh, Hi-Fi? Yeah, they still sell them at JB Hi-Fi and uh, Harvey Norman and that. They're still... Tandy. It's still... <laughs> they're still... Well, home theatres are still quite big and, and home theatre buffs are all about the quality. So it's very difficult to stream. The size of the files for 4K uh, is like in the... in the in the, Some in the hundreds of gigs. Right. Yeah. So... It's better physical media that yeah. way. Yep. And the, the oh. only thing I miss about 
the DVDs and the Blu-rays is the director's commentary that you would get as a bonus. So yeah. you don't you just don't see that with any of the the streamers these days. But that was always highly interesting. I remember as a young screenwriter, I had innumerable tips mm. from the greats that you could just glean from the Blu-ray that I could go down to that new video shop in Adelaide, uh, Avalon. I could peruse the dick book for a little while and then go and <laughs> select my favourite uh, DVD. So did any luck with getting a copy of the dick book for no, us? No, look, I've had, I've had no feedback uh, about the Avalon dick book. Uh, right. so I've, got, I've got my feelers out yeah, and, uh, you know, but nothing yet. Uh, look, I, as Daniel said, we saw this at the movies together, enjoyed it. This was a, a very early uh, staple in my video collection, but I haven't. I reckon I'm with you. I haven't seen this for over ten years. It's it's not really been on many of the streamers, no. uh, and which is a shame. I oh, know it's a shame. It really was. It was a fun rewatch. Oh, yep. Boys, sent you guys the trailer to have a look at today. Yep. And now we're going to play it for the watchers. Here is the trailer. Hello, girls. Caitlin, come help me in the kitchen. Hurry up, because I forget where it is. That's her mom. She's got amnesia. <laughs> what if you couldn't remember your real name, your first kiss, or your last goodbye? I don't remember. Honey, you have an ETA on that carrot? Stow it. And then suddenly... I used to do this! I'm a chef! No! Without warning... Give me something else! your memories name's charlie i'm coming back came flooding back to you in charlie long time one bullet at a time i got movement on samantha kane you're good i may have a lead on someone may still have some of her stuff <gasps> this man he's gonna help me find some things out so we'll be safe your full name is charlene elizabeth baltimore this could be trouble <laughs> My name is Samantha Kane. No, 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 forget all that. I'm in the PTA. Then quit. You're an assassin working for the United States government. We have 24 hours. We find her and we kill her. Run for your life! Charlie Baltimore's alive, sir. Who are you? My name's Charlie. The spy. Back when we first met. You were all like, oh, fooey, I burned the darn muffins. Now, you go into a bar, 10 minutes later, sailors come running out. What up with that? This fall. Honk if there's any trouble. Yeah, so Miss Daisy, I'd be honking. If you have plans for a calm, quiet evening. Cover your ears. Hey, should we get a dog? It's time to kiss them all. Good night. Samuel L. Jackson, The Long Kiss, Good Night, directed by Rennie Harlan. Okay, there we go. And I, try, I tell you what, way better than the Alien trailer. There's a lot in this trailer. Uh, oh, the, the, the Alien trailer that had no um, Had talking. nothing, yeah. yeah. The Raid and the Alien trailer, which yeah. we hang our hat on for yeah. best trailers of all time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there, there is a lot in this trailer. Too much, I think. Gives away a bit. I think it gives away the whole story. Yeah, it does. Like, there's a, there's basically, like... 
Yeah, they've taken a frame out of every single but part. You, of do you the know movie. what I think it was? And we'll probably get to this. Is that I think Rennie Harlan after Cutthroat Island was, I've got to desperate. show people that they need to come and see this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was desperate. And it's got the. Did you, the, the have the you ever seen Cutthroat Island? Did you? I yes. Know, I, no, I I've seen it once. I've seen it once. I've heard it's. I've heard it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's not as bad. It gets a real bum rap. It's. It's not that bad. Just like Ishtar. Ishtar shit. That's pretty good. Shit. Okay. Damo, why don't you tell us about The Long Kiss Goodnight? Right. Samantha Kane, suburban homemaker, is the ideal mum to her eight-year-old daughter, Caitlin. She lives in Honesdale, PA, Pennsylvania, has a job teaching school and makes the best Rice crispy treats in town. But when she receives a bump on her head, she begins to remember small parts of her previous life as a lethal top-secret agent. Her old chom- chums in the chapter are now out to kill her, so she enlists the help of a cheap detective named Mitch. As Samantha remembers more and more of her previous life, she becomes deadlier and more resourceful. Both Mitch and Charlie proceed to do the killing thing, the bleeding thing, and the shooting thing. <gasps> da, 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 da. Pretty good synopsis demo. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's yeah. time to move to critical thinking. Yes. Da, 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 da. Don't listen to Moggs. Da, 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 da. Well, he's fucking stinking. I thought, da, 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 da. I thought you were going with the music there because it was the thing, the thing, the thing. Because the thing, the killing thing, the bleeding thing, and the shooting thing, it could have been written by thing. Okay, critical thinking. IMDb has the long kiss goodnight. 6.8 out of 10. Low. Boo. Low. 68% on the tomato meter. Low. 70% Boo. audience score. Low. Yeah, it's an interesting one, right? Yep. The movie is a ball terror. It really is. Yeah. I, I, I knew that I enjoyed it a lot when I'd first watched it, so I was super sceptical going into this. Yeah. Because it is, it is in a – it's definitely in a time machine. It's a definite 1990s movie. Yep. 100%. Okay, couple uh, reviews here, and you know what, the Ferdy Bird was in it, but I we've given him a rest this week. You're right, yeah. Okay, so the good review is from Janet Maslin of the New York Times. Mister Black's screenplay is mean spirited, but it earns its keep with sharp, sarcastic dialogue and ingenious ways of setting up this story. Uh, yep. Yeah. Be- uh, yeah. Sharp, sharp dialogue. Absolutely sharp. Super. Yeah. Super sharp. Funny. Sharp. Mm, Very funny. Okay, bad review. Mike Clark from USA Today. Is somebody kidding here? (laughs) Given the movie's dialogue, the answer is probably yes. Oh, Mike. But jocular one-liners really great on the ear amid wall-to-wall nastiness. Oh, There's a real. You know what? what? Where's the nastiness? Do, Do you know what? It's pretty violent. Oh, yeah. It's pretty violent. I actually, a father of the year, watched this last night with my nine-year-old daughter, Isabel. Yeah. Excellent. Now, it's watchable. Megan watched it. Yeah, it is. There's, there's a bit. bit I said, and, I said yeah. to Megan, uh, I did the IMDb check on uh, the parental things. Yeah, it's probably. 49 uses of the word fuck. Megan goes, well, it's just like a day here anyway, so she might as well <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> I said, okay, yeah, well, you, mm-hmm. we're nothing if not self-aware Yes. at Eleonora. Uh, look, there, I think there is an undercurrent of nastiness in this film, but it's the levity far outweighs it, I reckon. 
yeah, I, I don't. I didn't have any issue with any sort of well, nasty. It's a sh- it's it. a Shano Shano Black joint. Yes. So of course the original script would have started out a lot darker before the producers came in and went, "Come on, Shano, we actually want yeah. to sell some tickets. We're going to have to brighten this up a little." But uh, no, I, I think Mike Clark's fucked. I I, I disagree, Mike. Fuck off. Yeah. Ordinary people. Not a huge cast. This one. We'll start with Gina Davis, Samantha Kane slash Charlie Baltimore. Mm-hmm. She's actually very good in this movie. I think she is a bit annoying as Samantha Kane. I think there's a sweet spot in the middle where she's really good. There is, because even at the end, she's found that sweet spot. She's in the found the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think... As, an, as the action part of her, like, honestly, she was fantastic. Super fit. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I I don't see why she... This movie is so heavily underrated. I mean, I, I on, for female action heroes, I mean, she's up there with Ellen Ripley and Sarah Connor. I was I was going to put that in question time about where does she sit. And yeah. she's, I reckon she's right up there. Uh, totally. Yeah. She could definitely match... She was... Badass, but believable too, but just not not ridiculous. She's terrible kisser, and I'm going to get to that. She, she, there's something going on with the choppers. She's got a massive overbite. She could be a Simpsons character, but we'll get to that in Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Uh, okay, obviously very well known from Thelma and Louise and Beetlejuice. I loved her in The Fly with Jeff Goldblum, where she is amazing, and A League of Their Own, which is oh, a League really of, a great movie. underrated movie. Yep. Tommy Hanks, Jim Dugan. Not the TV series that came out this year, which was Go Woke for Broke, oh, which God. was, uh, yeah, way too woke for my liking. Crap. And not great. All right, Samuel L. Jackson as Mitch. Now, I am going to go out on a limb here. This could be my favourite character that Samuel L. Jackson has ever played. He is so freaking good in this movie, it blows me away. Uh, you're not on your own there. Um, Samuel L. Jackson has actually come out and said on Jimmy Fallon, and this is in my listen to this, yeah, yeah. this is his favourite character he's ever played. Yeah. And we're talking about a guy here that is a, Qu- a Quentin Tarantino darling. Like Jules in Pulp Fiction and Steven in Django are two just iconic and don't even talk about Hateful Eight. Like, he's he's brilliant in everything he does, right? He's Nick Fury in the MCU. This guy is... is uh, Mace Windu. Mace Windu and stuff. Like, he's the... I, I've got, I, I believe he is, for box office, the number one movie star on the planet, box right. office-wise, right, all yeah. time. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, he's in... He's in accumulation of accumulation everything. Accumulation yeah. of everything, right? Now, his character, <laughs> such an amazing entrance... And it just, you think, where are we going here? And it just never stops. He is, so, but he's so fucking loyal. He could have walked away so many times and should have. You know, that was the only thing I know. I agree with everything both of you said. I'll be Gowdy Agreer for this episode. <laughs> but no, I, I really, I think this movie's just not even a thing without Samuel L. Jackson. He was, he was excellent. And uh, I, I heard the same thing, Damo, that he, he, he's gone on record and said this is his own personal favourite character. But <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, I, I, some of the, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? That's yeah. too many too many beers this weekend. Sorry yeah. about that. If I think about right. it, I'll come back. But uh, that's all right. 
But no, yeah. I I agree. I agree, Dan. the The movie, the movie's not the same. I I could not see a single person playing that part. No. Well, after he's just done it, there's no way anyone it, could live up to that. I, I've got some stuff in Good, the Bad, the Ugly, which I'll touch on for for Mitch. But th- no doubt, this is my favorite. This just cemented that this is definitely my favorite character he's ever played. He this this was he's amazing in this movie. Yeah, very very good. Very bloody funny. Very funny. Okay, now this is going to be a uh, Dan on the Land favorite here. Brian Cox plays Nathan, <laughs> who is I I'm assuming was Charlie's handler. Yeah, uh, when she was in the was, she was she Troutman. Was, she was he was he Colonel was Tra- yeah he was Troutman. He was a yeah. uh, a good supplier of body bags, <laughs> but he plays uh, very well known for Logan Roy in Succession. Daniel, yes, uh, obviously just completed Succession this year, of which he was immense. That whole series was incredible. If you haven't watched it, you probably really aren't that into your television. Um, <laughs> but I th- look, he he's got a bit part in this, but he's fucking funny the whole time. God, he's good. <laughs> he is fantastic. My two biggest he, laughs, mate. Oh, they, they do, without doubt, the best lines. Uh, it, yes. with, look, him and him and Samuel L. definitely fight it out for the best lines in the, uh, yeah. the movie. But all I thought the whole time was he looks like Logan Roy thirty years later. So the guy aged early, or they've aged him out a bit in this one. He but, has, um, yeah. yeah. He he did. He he's been. He looks the same thirty years. Does look the same. He looks yeah. the same. Actually, the same. So, and I was thinking, I remember him in Troy, where he yes. was. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> It was some strange casting in that flick, and I actually don't mind Troy. Like it's, uh, it's, it's not bad. It's, yeah. it, it's all right to watch. It's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the 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 British actors playing all of these uh, lords of Greek mythology with their little noodle arms that, uh, and and looking uh, looking eighty, it did did strike me as a little bit absurd. But no, he's he's excellent in this. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, he's good. So oh, obviously Logan Roy, Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, the original uh, Hannibal, and right, in yeah. X Men Two as William Stryker, the man who yes. is responsible for Wolverine. Yes, I remember him in uh, Deadwood. That was uh, Mister Langrish. He he's, brought the um the, the traveling actors into town. He, he is essentially, I reckon, he's one of those guys that when he's on screen, he is the best person in the scene. He is yeah, in almost everything great. that he, he does. He's fantastic. He's incredible. Okay, we get down to a few jobbers now. We've got David Morse, who plays Daedalus, or, or Luke, who was the mark for Charlie. Uh, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. And, uh, he's been in a heap of things. He's been in a heap. Just a jobber. I, I see his head everywhere, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had a real run in the mid to late 90s. So he's, uh, we probably remember him from the Green Mile as, uh, as Brutal Howl. Yeah, he's not- not normally a villain, so that was interesting. No. Playing, playing against type for this yeah, role, he was, but absolutely. Yeah, definitely a jobber. Definite jobber. He's also in another Samuel L. Jackson movie, The Negotiator, as Adam oh, Beck. He? And it's a, he's one of the coppers. Yeah. One oh, of, uh, with Spacey. He's one of the SWAT. Yeah, he's one of the SWAT guys. Hey, so, I went to Spacey's back, right? I yes, think he back. is back, yeah. Yeah, they threw the charges yeah. out, mate. They were Fuck so yeah. Late. It was the thinnest ground, those charges, honestly. Yeah. I awesome. Looked, I did. I looked at a guy who sort of, Talked about the case, and they said how this even got to trial is just ridiculous. Fantastic. Russell Brand is next. Fantastic. Russell Brand, mate, is next. he is he has been absolutely shafted. Yeah, and they're all onto him. Yeah. The smears in. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about the Russell Brand one, but I'm very pleased. Oh, if, I'm on uh, Team if, Russell if big time. Oh, okay, there you go. I don't yeah, I don't yeah. know much about that one, but I'm no, I'm no. Russell's it's... Russell's fine. He's just been he's just been quite open about things. So they've gone. The media. A, I reckon this is a media thing. Like, this oh, is they got to silence him. Yeah, they got to silence him. He's against the media. So yeah, yeah. Okay, now. Craig Bierko, who how, plays. How do you say his I surname? I think it's Bierko. 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 No, I just thought it was Burke, like it's B-I-E-R-K-E. K-O, is it? I think it's Bierko. I had no idea. Anyway, he plays Timothy. It's pronounced Bjorki. 
as in from perfect <laughs> <I think> strangers. <laughs> With your yoga Thanks, approach Dan. now, or whatever. Thanks, you say, Dan. Uh, look, now, now it's it's funny. You got we got down to the fourth or the fifth person in the car. Don't even know. And mate, so massive jobber, massive jobber, uh, who was really more at home on TV. Boston Legal, Nip Tuck, Ali McBeal, Damages. Mm-hmm. I really liked Boston Legal. That Boston was Legal awesome. was really good. Denny, James Denny Spade Graham, is the man. Yeah. William oh, Shatner. Yeah, that didn't was, watch it before, before yeah. its time. Boston Legal. Yeah, it was actually. Well, it was an offshoot of the practice. They like the piss. They're on the piss every night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll get to the director, Rennie Harlan. Now, for a guy probably isn't that really well known, God, he's directed, mate, listen to this, Cliffhanger. They've given him some freight. Like They they trust him with big freight movies. Yeah, so Cliffhanger, Die Hard 2, Ford Fairlane, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, right? Now... This movie comes almost straight after Cutthroat Island, where he was given this. Yeah. It was it, at the time was the most expensive movie, I think, of all time. Jeez. It had a massive budget, and it was a flop, an absolute flop. And he was really he was obviously ma- he's married to Gina Davis at yep. the time. Yeah. And the real push was to make her a superstar. So these two movies were going to make her a superstar. She never really did a lot. No. Right. She never really did. Well a lot. known, but yeah. Yeah. Never really did a lot. So yeah. So obviously, Cliffhanger, Die Hard, Two, Four, Five. We love here. Those three movies we absolutely love here. Uh, and all those three movies will be done here on Born to Watch. Elm Street 4 is a good Elm, is a good nightmare in Elm Street. Underrated. Dream Master. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Yep. Okay. So, now we get to Shane Black. Now, Dan did a film school for F-Wits on Shane Black uh, many time, many years ago. I think when we did Predator. Was it when we did Predator? Mate, I can't even remember it. I, it was, <laughs> no, it was <laughs> Lethal Weapon. It was when we did okay. the Lethal Weapon episode. Luther episode because he wrote Lethal Weapon. So he's responsible for Lethal Weapon, Iron Man 3, The Nice Guys as a writer. Now, The Nice yeah. Guys is a quality movie. I'm going to revisit yeah. that because I, I didn't. It's funny. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I, when I saw it, I was kind of a bit meh. But you've talked oh, no. to him about it. Mate, I'm going nah, to talk it, it up again. too. Just for, yeah. for humour, and, and I'd yep. say it's on a par with, with this. For, it's for, for it's funny. It, it is for, very for similar humor. to this movie. Yeah, it's just, very, just as funny. Yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling are Gosling incredible. Gosling is awesome. Yeah, it? Gosling is so funny. Yeah. Okay, nine, uh, $65 million budget for this movie. Mm. Uh, it made $90 million. Now, only 33 of that was in the US. Right. It did, it did flop, didn't it? Well, it, it and I think that's got a lot to do with Cutthroat Island. Yeah. So people were like, oh, another Rennie Harland, another Gina Davis. It had a nine million opening weekend, which would have just I probably sent panic stations through them. Yeah. Uh, look, it was it was I only ranked like forty two for the year for box office. Yeah. Incredible. I know. Such so, so underrated. It, I reckon it's it must have done it, it would have had to have done very well on DVD sales and VHS sales. Well, and rentals. It's, we've got two experts here. Like, tell us, yeah. Avalon and Colorado Plateau. What 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 the what was it like as a renter? I definitely had it. I definitely had multiple copies of this. Uh, look, well, I was, it was a weekly by then. Yeah, it was like, definitely geez, a weekly. Ten years. Still, in, it still yeah. would rent. Definitely, yeah. still would rent. Uh, but you know, was it when, in Whitey's? Was it in Whitey's selection? Definitely in my recommended section. Yeah. Okay. Definitely in. Uh, it was definitely. No, no. In, oh look, you know, it was that and um, girls of Playboy and McDonald's were the two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen ninety-six hit sleeper. And dud. Now, before before we start on this one, have we done 96 before? No, we haven't. This is the only movie we have done in 1996. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right. All right. That would make sense because I was like, my... Anyway, 
I don't there's a lot of good movies. It. There's it's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty yeah. good year. I've got to say, it's a pretty good yeah. year. My hit for 1996. It'll be the same as mine, probably. The Rock. No, it wasn't it. Nick Cage, Sean Connery, Ed Harris, directed by Michael Bay, a mild-mannered chemist, Stanley Goodspeed. What a name. Excellent. Great name. And an ex-con must lead the counter-strike when a rogue group of military men led by a renegade general threaten a nerve gas attack from Alcatraz against San Francisco. This is such a good movie. Yep. It's a bit long, but God, it's good. It's so Michael... Michael it's actually... It's so Michael Bay... But the good Michael Bay. I'd have a watch again because I haven't seen it since the, oh, it's so since good. the 90s. Yeah. So good. Love it. Really good, Damo. You should fix that. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Yep. I'll go for number two. Definitely good. Okay, uh, Damo, what have you got for hit? Well, I'm, I'm thinking I might cross over with Morgzy. I don't know. But I'm going for From Dusk Till Dawn. Great movie. Oh, great. Great titty, movie. The titty twister. Great. I thought about it. That, I thought about that being my sleeper. Oh, but that, that Salma Hayek scene with that snake, I don't think any girl's ever looked any better in a movie. But so you this is what's funny, right? We all know that Quentin Tarantino's got a foot fetish. So Quentin oh. Tarantino wrote that movie with Robert Rodriguez and, and wrote the scene with the, where he sucks her feet the, and she pours the oh wine down God. her feet. He wrote that scene. Did he? Well that is um, one of the yeah. ten most beautiful women on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. And he's sucking on her toes and pouring champagne down her yeah. leg. But that movie is – you don't want to give it any away because that just goes in a 180 direction. So I, I saw that. I, I think – Dan, I actually think we went to the movies together to see uh, From Dust Till Dawn as well. I, I remember that I knew that it was – I knew the twist. Right. We've, we've I talked, knew the we've twist. We've this before. We did go yeah. and see it together and I just remember we got white pussy, brown pussy, black pussy, <laughs> green pussy, red pussy, yellow oh, pussy. Cheech. If you find a cheaper pussy, fuck <laughs> it. Fuck it. <laughs> Cheech Marin is, almost steals the show. Yeah. Very good. It's a great – well done, Damo. Good choice. Okay, Dan, what have you got there up there on the land for good? Well, I was pleasantly well, surprised. Hit. So, ninety nine and not was nineteen ninety six the the day the, the the movies died for original IP because it was action packed that whole box office for yeah. ninety six. I went through Independence there and Day. Uh, much like my top ten when we did our top tens and I had top mm. seventeen. Oh, uh, there was no way, here? no way that I was going to be limited to one in this group. So, in Hit, I narrowed it down to Heat, of course, of course. Romeo and Juliet, which I really oh, yeah. enjoy. Yeah. With, uh, Leo. That's it, Leo. Fargo, which yes. is, is one of my all-time faves. Train Spotting, yeah. another one of my all-time faves. And Seven, another one of my all-time faves. So seven seven's 95. Seven's oh. 95. Uh, okay, beg your pardon. It was in yeah. the – it must have Five. carried over in the box office. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, good work, 96. My sleeper for 96 mentioned it last week in the Lord of the Rings episode. The Frighteners. Oh, we did mention it, yes. Oh. Michael J. Fox, directed Peter by Jackson. Peter Jackson. Yeah. After a tragic car accident that kills his wife, a man discovers he can communicate with the dead and he uses that gift to con people. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who can stop it from killing the living and the dead. Ooh, I, and I remember the music. It's Don't Fear the Reaper by yeah. Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, it is. It's a great movie. Yeah. God, it's good. It is a good movie. Yeah, really, really good set. Again, filmed in New Zealand. Uh, really underrated, but pretty scary. So did I? Don't you probably yeah. don't know off the top of your head, but did Peter Jackson 
did he use the special effects from his own special effects company for the Frighteners? Because it's it was actually pretty good, the CGI in this film. Absolutely. Was, well, Weta yeah, Workshop was wasn't built on. then. Right, yeah, okay. So yeah, well, Weta was built Weta especially was for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, good to know. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was. I, I remember it being surprisingly good, like much better than Ghostbusters. Ghost, yeah, that's on. right. For sure, yeah. so, definitely. Yeah. Yep. No, great movie. Okay, Damo, what's your sleeper? My sleeper is for the greatest moving sport, sporting rivalry, bigger than Apollo v. Rocky. You got Roy Munson versus Ernie McCracken. <laughs> great movie. Kingpin. Great Just movie. fan, freak-tastic and funny. Bill Murray's hair oh, is Bigern, incredible. Big Ernie McCracken and uh, Ishmael, who was um, yeah. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. The little Amish boy. Yeah. Um, I loved Vanessa Kingpin. Angel. Oh, she looks beautiful. In yeah. this. Oh, my God. So I've put a clip up on Instagram, uh, a Kingpin clip about the, I just went and milked your cow. And he's got the milk massage. And he's like... He goes, it took a while, but then when I got it going, it just, it's like, we don't have a cow. We don't have a cow. It's a bull. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very funny. Just ridiculous. Great movie. Great movie. Good choice. Dan, what do you got there for 1996 Sleeper? Yeah, well, look, hang on to your hats. If you thought I went a bit overboard for hit, wait till you oh, see Sleepers. So I, I just I had a good time going through these box offices. So Sleepers in no particular order. Dead Man Walking, Sean Penn and Susan Sarandon. Yeah, great movie. Well, you know, gut-punched style movie, but excellent watch and just unique IP. There's no fucking Superman or fucking Iron Man or whatever you guys tend to. There's no <laughs> Hobbits. There's none of that shit. So Incredible. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas, Nick Cage, Elizabeth oh, Shue. Yeah. Elizabeth Shue gets a cans out. Incredible. Incre- if you, guys, if you haven't seen these, f get onto it. That thing you do, Tom Hanks's yeah. oh, directorial debut. It was. Jonathan it was Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. He Liv had, Tyler. Uh, so Tom Hanks's first uh, film. I think he wrote it as well as directed it. He but did. It was really enjoyable flick. Like it's a, you know, it's, it's pretty candy bubble. It's not uh, not something. There's not a lot of uh, grit to it, but enjoyable watch. Uh, one that does have a lot of grit to it, Sleepers. I think we've spoken about this yeah, previously. Yeah, it's a great movie. But excellent movie, but not one that you uh, hearken back to terribly often. Uh, the Ghost in the Darkness, Michael Douglas yeah, Michael fighting, Michael fighting Douglas. lions. Yeah. Great movie. Oh, that's that Val one. Kilmer. Yeah, two, was there two lions that were... Yeah, two lions, Ghost yeah. in the Darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yep. That was, yeah, based, on, based very loosely on a, on a true story, but only two more. Fear... The only remake two. with uh, two with, out for his one with, with Robert De Niro <laughs> and Big Sack Nick Nolte, who's oh yeah, well be, that's worth, worth yeah, that'd be three three quarters drop, that'd be down around his Kate knees. a great movie, <laughs> yeah, good flick. And then uh, finally, the fan, another Robert De Niro flick, which uh, has hasn't it doesn't get a lot of love from the critics, but that's actually Wesley Snipes, so. he's the knife salesman, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right, yeah. So and, and obviously the the fan of the the baseball team as well. So yeah, there we go. Okay. That's my sleepers. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dan, again, Dan's off the rails, uh, and this is what we love about him. <laughs> that 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 can we do that as a separate podcast on its own? Like Dan's. Um, we'll do 1996 hit sleeper hit dud. Sleep a dud. <laughs> yeah. It'll be released as a special edition. My dud, 1996 dud, barbed wire. Go and wash your mouth out with soap. Pamela Anderson during the it's, Second American Civil War yeah, of 2017. Yeah, it was a bad time. Barb Wire owns a nightclub called The Hammerhead. Yep. It's already shit, right? <laughs> Things become complicated when her ex-lover, Axel Hood, Timara who was Morrison. married to the fugitive Karina Devonshire, re-enters yes. her life. Yes, Didn't stop him kissing her in the lift in front of him. Terrible uh, of a, movie. It's a brilliant movie. It's... um. <laughs> 
Pamela Anderson in her peak. Um, this is yeah, peak, peak Pam. Peak Pam. You know who is in it? Xander Berkeley, who's in everything. Oh, yes. Xander Berkeley's in it. So I actually did research. I watched this show and then I watched Barbed Wire on the weekend. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I had to do it. Yeah, to see the two biggest female action stars in the one year. <laughs> you can't. I not. thought that she had the two biggest female action stars on her <laughs> she, chest. She only gets the norks out like in one or two frames. You need to be pausing. To they, actually... missed, they missed a massive opportunity there. But, you know, the, the tagline was she'll use any dangerous weapon available. Including her body, yeah, pathetic. There was uh, it's on a side note. There was I was down at Noosa Heads Beach with my children and wife on Saturday, and there was a female lifeguard who had the Pammy Cozzy cut. Oh on. yeah, and I was sitting there with my wife, not looking, and <laughs> my wife says to me, "Oh, you should have seen that dad just ogling that that uh, oh, female lifeguard." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, look, what a prick." He's not woke like us, so, so I didn't. I didn't get a chance to uh, CJ to, to take on CJ's uh, alter ego. But yes, it's, hopefully it's coming back. Yeah, gosh, very funny. Okay, Damo, what's your dud for the year? Well, it's not a dud if no one mentions a, a Paulie Shaw movie. Like it seems to be a weekly. He gets. Are a you going to say Biodome? Don't you? Yeah. Don't you do it? Don't you do it? <laughs> Do you like Biodome, Ben? I'm saying Biodome. Love Biodome. Stephen Baldwin, Colin Minogue. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, I mean, he's yeah, that They all got Academy Awards, I think, didn't they? <laughs> they were definitely nominated. Should have. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, right as up. far as Paulie Shaw movies go, I think it's in the upper echelon. But, mm. um, yeah. It's, it's a very it's tight a echelon. It's a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say only 4% of the world are doing the limbo <laughs> under that bar. Right. Okay, Dan, what's your, what's your dud? Yeah, I did. I, I will keep it, keep it short for this one. But this is a shout out, of course, okay. to another man on the land, Sonny Payne. I occupy his land, oh, but we dear. don't always think alike when it comes to movies because he likes this film, which we have slated many times before. It stars Kevin Costner. It should never have been made, and it's called The Postman. Was that 96? What a heaving, steaming piece of shit. Sonny, what the fuck are you thinking? Yep. Yep. Questions have to be asked about his taste in movies. I think he does hate it. No, he doesn't. I think we've smeared him, but the mud's stuck. No, he loves do, the postman. It's because he loves Waterworld. He actually does love Waterworld. Oh, he's a Waterworld man, yeah. We've just yeah. slumped yeah, every other Kevin Cosner bit into his uh, his filmography, so there you go. Mm. Yep. Yeah, he's ride or die with Waterworld. Don't worry about that one. Yep. Okay, well done, boys. That's it for hit, Hits, Sleepers and Dud for this week. Question time. How good are treehouses? Oh, yeah. yeah really well, that, that treehouse was impressive. Yeah, so... Either of you guys, treehouse or cubby guys as kids? Well, I mean, I'd probably ask you, cause as you <laughs> establish your Yoda club in a tree. It was just a branch of a tree. Was it? It was, oh, okay. it was, a, uh, it was a load-bearing branch yeah. uh, that was just high enough so that the guy that ate the white dog shit couldn't touch us well, after he died. Yeah, well, no, come on. We've got, we've got a few more fans these days, like Maxie from New York. Can you, can you just give us a, a very brief recap on the Yoda Club, please, Matthew. Well, look, we've been we've been over the Yoda Club before. Uh, look, the Yoda Club is that you when I was a young it. I was a young child. I reckon I was eight or nine or ten, something like that. I founded it with another another listener uh, who will share a name nameless, but he did come forward and remind me that it was he and I that were the were the were the duo. Uh, look, 
to get into the Yoda Club, where we really just talked in the voice of Yoda, you had <laughs> we the hazing was you we made someone eat a white piece of dog shit. Look, it's not that's to get in the club. That's to get Enjoy. in the club. Look, it's not it's not the highlight of my life. I don't have many regrets in life. This isn't one of them. Right. Uh, but look, it's not a highlight. And look, to be honest, I think we were just a bit appalled and we just disbanded quickly after the first guy <laughs> ate white dog shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a fair initiation. As, as it's you, a good initiation, and, let's be honest. I know it is. And I wanted to, re- and I'm pretty sure I comforted you by saying that a white dog shit is the most humane of the white, of dog shits. Yes. If you're going to make someone eat one. Yeah. You could go and pick a sloppy brown one, yeah. but you went, no, you know what? I'm a good bloke. Yeah. The white dry one. Yep. Now that's, that is, that's a heart, mate. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I was, um, I was, I was Chris Godaki from uh, Step Brothers, whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, the guy that beat him up <laughs> in yeah. the park. I got a got a tummy full of white dog shit. You gonna land this shit on me? Uh, can I, yeah, can look. I just say that uh, I've, I've dabbled a little in psychology in uh, in in my study in the past, oh, and geez. the the feeding of white dog shit to to other humans is right up there with wanking off dogs as a sign of <laughs> psychopathy, better known as that of the psychopath. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, or, be, uh, or as I call it, a good afternoon. <laughs> Double header. A good afternoon without an iPad. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. we've we've gotten we've gotten uh, we're skirting the question. Well, okay. Cubby so house, treehouse. No, I didn't. I didn't have neither. But I would make a like a a fort and a fort with this boxes or something. But yeah. I didn't have that sort of luxury treehouse that they have. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Any cubby houses or treehouses? Yes. Houses? I, I um when I, when I had my time in Melbourne, that uh, with the uh, with the rat's tail and the red hair and the uh, the the penchant for AFL football shorts and Jeez. Fitzroy the football club that doesn't exist anymore. We had a sick cubby house in our backyard, and we'd actually done what every other kid around our age and come across in the bush a a a, a treasure trove of old old uh, stick magazines. Uh, stick Pornos? magazines, yes. Oh, and I remember man. one vividly. It was called Club. And it was, it didn't have the American pose, so it wasn't as, uh, well, it wasn't like your, uh, your hustlers or any of that grot that came afterwards. But it was quite arty, and it had a, uh, a young lady playing a cello on a violin, obviously with her baps out. Oh, and, uh, yeah, did, yeah, that was December 1988. I remember that's that one. the one, that's the one. <laughs> Cynthia, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, so, it, wasn't, it wasn't about people that had one foot bigger than the other. Was, club, was it club foot porn? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, no, I got into that later Club-a-lang. on. Life, but, uh, yes. Um, so, yeah, we did definitely did okay. have a cubby house. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, definitely. yeah, we had a few iterations, uh, underground, above ground, in Ooh, the ferns. Underground? Yeah, we dug, we dug oh, a cubby. Mines of Moria. It was the Mines of Moria. Uh, some of them were, I don't know how. You, it you actually well, that, what, dug. What, it was yeah. the what? What are you guys talking about? The Mines of Moria. <laughs> Go away, Daniel. <laughs> Do your research. Do your research. Okay. That like some superhero shit. No, Question Lord of the Rings two condensationless worse worse. I need to confirm this amnesia thing. It happens pretty quick that she wants to kill off Samantha Kane. Does she just forget the last eight years, or is this more split personality? Yeah, I think it's definitely split because she was sort of uh, she was she was kind of um, trying to get kill the Samantha. She side was trying of her. to kill her off. Yeah. yeah. She was. Um, bec- and forget about the, like that's why she wanted to shag Samuel L. Jackson to forget about the husband. As he's got blood, like he's he's not a good no, not a good shag at that no, time. No, right? I know it. That's starfish that. stuff. But he, she was trying to yeah. So the Charlie side of her was trying to get rid of the Samantha side, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I found can it odd. I just say that 
Amnesia is as bad as quicksand in a Dukes of Hazard episode for <laughs> the most overused trope in cinema. So let's just—I oh, like, yeah, yeah, have yeah. a list in front of me of where amnesia is the is the plot device. I mean, everything from Michael Dudikoff in American Ninja. He yeah. was mm. suffering from amnesia. And that's just the A's. Um, oh, there, God. You got Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it is. I haven't seen it. But um, if you look in the... Uh, the start Hancock, the film with Will Smith when he wasn't oh, yeah. getting, wasn't getting um, cuckolded by his miso and punching men much smaller than him, yeah. Uh, the Hive <laughs> in 2014. Uh, Paycheck with... Um, Ben with, Affleck? With old mate, yeah, Ben Affleck. Um, it, it just goes on and on. There's got to be 200 films I'm yeah. looking at mm. here, including, obviously, The Long Kiss Goodnight. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not quite as de rigueur as Quicksand in uh, Dukes of Hazzard Ep, but uh, or The Four Guy, but definitely is, yeah. uh, is up there. Yeah, yeah. But of course, the Bourne movies. Uh, yeah, well, it is, yeah, it is very... Regarding very Henry... Well. Regarding yep. Henry, that terrible Harrison Ford bit, yeah. it just yes. goes on and on and on it and does. on. It does. Okay, they blow up the bridge at Niagara Falls. Like They <laughs> blow up the whole fucking bridge. And they blow up almost everything they drive past or remotely touch. They kill a million people. And everyone just gets away scot-free. Yeah, there's no police. There is. Actually. Mate, they don't. Do they chase her across the border into... Um, no. I know the bridge no, blows no, up, no, but, but no one bl- chased her. Yeah, because all those cars are in the air fly- burning. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was- oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow my load a little early, but this was my ugly. It was, what the fuck was going on the Canadian side of the border? It's yeah, this nothing. Bienvenue, Canada, and there's got no border guards there. Like, yeah. you can just do whatever you want. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we, we shut down tonight. We're all smoking dudes in the in the <laughs> It was forest. Christmas. It was yeah. Christmas. What the fucking yeah. fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit weird. It was a bit weird. There we go. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to start up on the land with Dan. What you got for good? Yeah, I uh, we, we spoke already about Samuel L. Jackson, but this, I, I agree, I, I would find it hard to pick a more fun role that I enjoyed him in. His character had a redemptive arc as well, which is unusual for, sure. for his characters. Absolutely. It's or it's or it's very subtle. Like uh, Jules in Pulp Fiction, you could say is redeemed somewhat because he goes to wander the land like Kane, but it's not as prominent as old Mitchy boy in Long Kiss Goodnight. Um, strong female lead, obviously. We love Ellen Ripley. We love. It when uh, when directors have the balls to to chuck a strong female into an action film, and I think that they've obviously taken a massive, massive, massive leap of faith with Juna in this, and I think she pulls it off. So there you go, uh, Shane O'Black, obviously a hero of mine. I've only met him half dozen times or so, and he's uh, he's a bit of a knob these days. He'd love the rack in the eighties, and I, I think he was still living <laughs> off some lethal weapon gack when it came to writing this one. But sure. he got four million dollars for this script which was unheard oh, of at the time. Most expensive of all time. Shane right? Black, you're, a, you're an absolute legend. Love you, mate. Uh, it was worth it. We'll catch up very soon. And yeah. then uh, I also love the, the ice skating scene. I think as far as action flicks go, <laughs> I mean, it's very hard to, to make something different. And the fact that he thought up an ice skating uh, assassin scene was just incredible. Mm. So well played, Shane Black. Yep. Yep. 
Damo, what you got? Yep, yeah, the, the like very, very funny movie. Mm. Like very freaking funny and full on action too. So action comedy. It's it's not often because you would call Lethal Weapon an action comedy. Yeah. Would you call this a comedy action? A comedy action, but the action is so over the top. It's yeah, I'd still call it an action comedy, but the comedy is just first class. It's quality comedy. It, there's it, there's some comedies that aren't this funny. No, oh, definitely not. Um, so obviously, yeah, Brian Brian Cox. I on a, he was hilarious. Sam yeah. Jackson, brilliant. I mean, when he was perving at that girl that that ran past with the big noise. Yeah, yeah. Right, and he basically, she and she said, "You what? You get whiplash." He basically looked around. He nearly drove off the road. <laughs> he corrects himself. He's back on the road, and she's. Just saying, you know, you're right, mate. You know, he said, like, I'm just checking out a form. And then he said to her, hey, don't worry. You've got her beat from the neck Neck. up. Oh, my God, (laughs) you even saw her boobs. You know, just that whole scene was so freaking funny. Um, But Jenna Davis, yes. Once again, modern – I said it last week about Galadriel, about modern writers can't get females action heroes right. This girl, she got – Absolutely smashed. She got her ass kicked. She got captured. She got disarmed. She didn't come out spotless at the end. Mate, she was in the trenches. She was broken. Yeah, she, absolutely. But she just kept coming back and whatever. But it was, it wasn't, yeah, just like, oh, you know, a, a, someone in their dinner suit, you know, and just coming out perfectly clean. Mate, she <laughs> she went through the ringer in this movie. Well, both of them did. Oh, and he, Mitch he got, is. He got hammered. Mate, he's having a day. <laughs> yeah. He's having a so day. So they both, absolutely. You could, that, but that's what created the stakes, increased the stakes. Because yeah. it was like, and they're even, not invincible. But even that, where they ended up relying on each other. Like, oh, you come and rescue me. I'll be a minute. Yeah, that's bit, right. Yeah, yeah, and there's another quote there about the, um, just kill them, bitch. <laughs> what are you <laughs> fucking here for? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I did that, and that was my good. Yeah. Mate, I've, uh, as, as Shane Black does as well, I love A White Christmas. I, lo- I love I love a movie where it's it's a, it's and this is a great Christmas movie. I, I, t- I know I didn't realize yeah, like, like this could yeah. go straight to the fucking top of the list, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's a Shane O'Black. It's, that's his that's his thematic calling card. Like he just yeah, yeah. Look at all his flicks, uh, buddy well, cop movies, the vast majority buddy cop movies, and with the Christmas theme. So yes, it's definitely Shane's theme. Samuel L. Jackson, and I'm going to pile on here a little bit, but the entrance. You know, oh. when, you when you make an assumption, you make an asset of your assumption. <laughs> Obvious drunks playing the policeman with him. Yeah. The guy Literally spewing. Drunks. The yeah. guy spewing behind his back. Yeah. Like the the linen when he gets kicked out of the car and he just lies on oh, the fucking yeah. road and just takes like, the cigarette out and just start lights his 900th cigarette for the freaking movie. Every time he opens his mouth, I am bated breath. I am yeah. like, what's next? I oh, know. Right? He is... It's perfection. It like is. His his performance in this movie is seventeen out of ten. It is it's right? so funny. He's so fucking good. Okay, so I'm all for shooting your shot. The creepy old guy at the start in the car that goes for the tit grab. I know. Right? Yeah, I've got this in good. It could be in bad. So because okay, you shoot your shot. He's so creepy, but fuck, he gets his comeuppance. Oh, he does. Right, he gets booted in the head by that deer. Yeah. Now. The thing is, this could go into bad now. Did he die? Because yep. the car's on fire. She's passed out with the deer's antlers in her hair after breaking yeah. her neck that Isabel was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he is never, that accident is never spoken about again. No. Well, she did obviously, 
that's when that's the thing where she hit her head. But yeah, you're but right. It's never spoken it's, it, of. All, the only thing it was spoken of is it's the catalyst to start getting her memory back for sure. And that's the only thing for but sure. Yeah, never. Oh, that guy's dead. And by yeah, the way, they don't go. Old <laughs> creepy tit feeler yeah. is dead. Yeah. Okay, chefs do that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That whole scene with her chopping just the stuff and then... Sort of just it moved the story along yeah, to go, And then oh, she yeah. throws the knife to the, to <laughs> yeah. the tomato. Just she says, chefs do that. Yeah, she's just on autopilot yeah. then. It was yeah. like, yeah. I just thought that was really cool. The guy from... The first bad guy that sees her in the jar with the one eye bad guy. Yeah. He's, uh, I think he's also in... Uh, he's also the monkey guy in um, Golden Child. Pretty certain. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I'm pretty certain he's the guy with the, chain, the monkey guy, right? So... When he turns up at the house, that's a hell of a gun. Well, that is a hell of a gun that a, he's it's got. It's a shotgun with a rocket launcher underneath. Mate, over under. But it's like, but the plasma thing that he fucking. Yeah, it, was a, it was a rocket launcher underneath. Mate, it was like an over and under shotgun and incredible. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit uh, over the top. It was that whole scene's <laughs> over the top. But I love that. I did love that whole scene. It was very over the top. But then her throwing the kid through the In, hole into the treehouse. Tree so that was really cool. Then when she breaks his neck yeah. and licks the cream with the blood on it. <laughs> and then she's got, chefs do that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like that like, in. Yeah. That's really cool. Check off chefs. Yeah. Okay. So then, obviously, every there's a heap of good, but my I'm going to go to my favourite part of the whole movie. And I've spoken to Damien about this before. I had to wait to the very end of the fucking movie when Mitch comes to the rescue and he blows out of the... Yeah, you know, he blows out of the truck and he's uh, over in, the bridge at Niagara yeah, Falls, and he's and he picks them up in the car and he's driving off, and the whole fucking thing blows up, and cars are raining from the sky on fire, on fire, and and he's like dodging and everything, and the little girl goes, "Don't hit the cars," and the look <laughs> that Samuel L. Jackson gives her, <laughs> I gut laughed for like a minute, had to pause the movie and yeah. go back and rewind it four times. I was losing my shit. Yep. It was just like, shut the fuck up, kid. <laughs> right? It was the best I'm look. trying to drive. He's got two bullets in He's him. broken. His ankle's been <laughs> shot. He's yeah, broken. He's like doing his best. Yeah. And the help, don't okay, hit the you. cars. Thanks for that advice. Yeah, Mate, I, I didn't know. So funny. Yeah. Okay, let's move into a bad. Daniel, or what do you got? Yeah, I, we, we touched on it already, but the sex scene between Gina and Mitch is definitely a low <laughs> point. <laughs> There is. Well, uh, it, was, it, it didn't eventuate, but yeah. No, sorry. The uh, yeah, she she attempted to elicit some sort of sexual response yeah. from him, and uh, I don't think any of us would have. The way she was kissing no. him, and it looked yeah, it was pretty rank. But it was a, a quantum leap for American cinema. So if you think back to ten years prior to that, Eddie Murphy wasn't allowed to have sex scenes with a white lover in her his films because it wouldn't what? have been able to release it in the American South. Yeah, it was yeah. Oh very, very much taboo. So to have even this um, very low-end intimacy between a, a, a white woman and a black man in, a, in an American film is, is just a giant leap for, uh, mm-hmm. for, yeah. for film in the States. So that was, uh, that was really interesting. But I think it was great how they handled it. And Mitch certainly... Uh, hey, Mitch handled it so well. Very well, very well. Yeah, yeah. he's just uh, but all it, class yeah. now, Mitch. Yeah, full of class, classy bloke. That was it. Not was many guys would have knocked her back. God no, no. no she's a gorgeous lady. But, How uh, tall yeah, do you reckon she is? Up. She's six foot tall for sure. She's at least yeah. a six footer. Yeah. yeah, she'd she'd be over tall. She's a bad kisser though. I've got this. She's oh, a bad yeah? kisser. Okay. She's got, it's, she's got those Barry beef. Like she's got be too tough. much beef. She's got yeah. nice lips. She's like she's like Goosey Teeth from like she's like she's, uh, yeah. 
Stonehenge teeth. No, no, she's she's got. Good Shut teeth. your mouth. Shut <laughs> your <laughs> mouth. Oh, geezer teeth. Geezer teeth. <laughs> what else you got, Dan? Anything? No, that was it. That was my bad. Okay. All right, Damo. Well, um, Morg's mentioned like the old uh, the quicksand uh, tropes, but what about the old Batman series? Let's leave him in here to die and walk away. Yes, that trope was in here a few times. Yeah. Yes, James Bond, everyone. everyone yes. had, I thought exactly the same thing. Yep. Um, now the guys in the train station that were sent there to kill them. My God! Right. Yes. Yeah. So they must have gone to the Imperial Stormtrooper uh, Marksmanship <laughs> Academy. They couldn't hit shit. Yeah. And, and no, actually, they killed everyone else in the train station. Collateral damage, mate. I've got it in mind. <laughs> there was disdain. Yeah. And now I want to. I have to go to Morgs here because I want him to just dial in and uh, have a chat to um Buffalo Bill because there's a few mentions of her figure in it. In fact, remember Samantha? I mean. Charlie was quite unhappy with the way that her butt has developed, like mm. that. How what Samantha's done looked with the butt. Looked fine to me, and and that's what I mean. It's looked fine to me, but I just want to go with um. Bub, uh, have you got Buffalo Bill there? Is she a great big fat girl? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really wasn't warranted. But they like Brian Cox mentioned her weight, and she mentioned yeah. her, her own weight too. I'm thinking, holy crap! Yeah, yeah. Wasn't the, uh, sorry, just uh, just uh, the, the only, I would add an addendum to that demo was the only other thing that struck me as far as strange gunplay was when right at the end or at, sorry the penultimate scene where Charlie just opens up with the automatic gunfire with uh, her daughter one foot from the uh, the gun going. <laughs> the I mean, neither of those two are ever hearing anything ever <laughs> oh, again. Yes. So it was yeah. uh, definitely uh, uh, lacking in head head headphone material. No. Yeah. Anything else, Damo? No, that's it. Okay, I've got a few. I've got mean ex-wives. I hate, that's a trope. I hate the mean ex-wife where won't let him see the kid. Let him have the fucking presence. Oh, you're talking Mitch's wife. Mitch's yeah. mean ex-wife, who then at the end is like watching Frank and yeah, Ernest. is she, like, oh, my God, he's a thinks, hero. She thinks that the presence is stolen. But still, just yeah, let him have it, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. Okay, cute, lispy Kids. She, she had a great list. Oh, but not only that, they gave every name she had to say. With Mr. Perkins. Mr. Perkins. Mr. Perkins. She's still seashells, but seashells. Yeah, everything oh, yeah. with an F. Everything yeah. with an F. And so she annoyed me in the end. I, no, I if if she copped a stray bullet, wouldn't have minded. Mate, no, her cuteness factor went up with that list for me. Did, well, that, this, no, make, but that's the trope. Yeah. Did you make the connection between her and her sister, Madeline? So they are the Zima sisters and they look. Remarkably no. alike. Is she uh, the nanny girl and was She's in Californication? The nanny girl, yes. And then she became the uh, oh, object right. of uh, David Duchovny's David desire, yes, desire I remember that. in yes. Californication. She, and she was she playing grew nicely. She was She's playing a great 16, sort. but she was she yeah. was older. But yeah, she she honey honey trapped him. And uh, yeah, they are they look that I mean they look they could be twins, but they're a few they're, few years different in well, age. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, Madeline and Yvonne Zima. There you go. Yeah, ah. yeah there you go. Uh, okay. Now I need to preface this with this is coming from Born to Watch. There's a lot of swearing in this movie and a lot of it really feels forced unless Mitch is saying it. When Samantha Kane swears, it just feels forced. When Timothy swears, it feels forced. Yeah. There were a lot of sentences where fuck didn't need to be said. Yeah. Even if it's and it was just like we're bad, so we're just gonna swear. Every time Mitch swears, I'm like, I get you, I feel it. It, it, was, it was his vernacular. It was, it it was, was natural. Thing, yeah. Everything else just felt a little bit forced with I suppose, it. Yeah, I suppose. Right yeah. now, 
Do you think that's and, our Australian ear, though? Because we are definitely desensitised to, like, I could, as as one of the the more learned on this podcast, I can quite easily <laughs> say, fuck, fuck, ball sack, pussy snot, fuck, and and everyone will just think, yes, that's normal. So yeah. I, I think it's more <laughs> to do with Americans being uh, unable to to swear with the panache that I certainly can, and, and you guys don't do too badly. Well, no. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I, it would feel for me. You'd think it was forced because I, I really don't swear. You don't swear much. You're not a curse. See, when you do, mm. I, I know you mean it. Right. Yeah. But I, I feel here is that it just feels like they're shoehorning it in. Yeah. Right. Or it's it's a bit yeah, like yeah. when you've got Zoe Bell trying to do Quentin Tarantino dialogue, and she's terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, and he and just so loves it, her. Yeah. Yeah, he just so loves he her, and you, he puts he, her in all his movies. Yeah. She's, she's just not good enough for the dialogue, and it's just here. It just felt like. Just leave the swearing to Samuel L. Jackson because he is mm. cinema's greatest swearer. Oh, absolutely. There is no one better. Number one. There yep. is no one better. And you've already mentioned, there is a distinct disdain for collateral damage <laughs> in this movie in general. In that train station, they don't care who they kill. I reckon 50 people died in yeah. that train station yeah. Just from stray bullets, right? Yeah. Yep. And they were terrible shots. We've talked about Gina Davis's overbite. She could be a Simpsons character, right? It's a massive overbite. Get to the dentist, darling. Do yeah. something about it. Invisalign, anything. A lot of adults are getting it done now. I thought her choppers looked all right. Well, she hides it. She's got she's got quite big lips, but she's a bad kisser. And I think it's because the front her top jaw is so far in front of her bottom jaw <laughs> that she actually there's no full lip. Like she's a bad kisser. Oh, yeah, okay. And smoker, to be honest, bad smoker. <laughs> That's it for me for bad. Hang on, <coughs> Daniel. What do you have for ugly? No, we talked about Mardley. I blew my load early. It was just the sex yep. scene. Uh, sorry, no, it was the uh, the Canadian border. Just the lack yeah, of... Yeah, fair enough. The, 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 the lack of uh, RCMP at the Canadian border. I don't know what the fuck they were off doing, but they didn't care about the shenanigans going on on the Niagara Falls side. At least at least they could have had, like in the Untouchables, the Mounties coming down the hill. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been amazing. See the yeah, Mounties. Yeah. Damo, what do you got for ugly? Look, the one thing, I just hated the scene with the, the young bloke when they just did the close-up on him when he pissed his pants. It was unnecessary. I really just didn't, I like. I, I found it crap. I just hated it. It was unnecessary. Yeah. Everything else in that scene's really yeah, good. Yeah, I know. Just don't I, need to piss his no, pants. No, Yeah. He was scared of it, though. He was, but, it, you know, we got that. We understood it. We didn't need to see yeah. that at all. I've got three things which are all the one thing. So Sounds like Morg's hit sleeper dud. This is hit sleeper dud. The shootout in the lane. It's on a main road. They shoot 20 bullets. No one reacts. Yeah. She skates across, yeah, the, she, she skates across the pond, blows up a car. Yeah. No one in the town reacts. That leads me into when she falls down the basement, and Morg mentioned this. She falls into the basement at the end, yep. and there's no one in the basement she shoots about a thousand a bullets. bullets at nothing. It was like in Predator shooting at the jungle. Yeah, and the only reason I think was that shit. We need some way to get an open fuel on the floor so oh. that when she gets put in the freezer, yeah, yeah, yeah. she can blow up the whole the world's biggest explosion. Yeah, right. Well, second biggest in the movie. Second biggest explosion in the movie. Yeah. It did lead to me laughing again out loud with Mitch flying through the air on the oh, chair. He flew up about 50 metres. How does he not die? We landed in the right. snow. How does he not die? <laughs> the only other ugly thing I've got is Mitch is dying of lung cancer. 
He smokes 1,000 <laughs> cigarettes in this movie. Yeah. He, he likes a dairy. He does. He and, does. And a couple of gin and tonics. Yeah, loves a gin and tonic. Loves a gin and tonic. All right, that's it. That's it for good, the bad, the ugly. Dan's quickfire. Take it away, yes. mate. Yes. Good to be back, gentlemen. Look alike this week. You won't be able to just slight me. You'll have to do it to my face, which is fine. <laughs> but look alike. So I'm going to start off this week. I thought that Gina Davis was an absolute dead set ringer for Australia's own Rhonda Birchmore. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Same yeah. hair. Yep. Similar Same, hair. Yeah. They're, actually, yep. they're both very tall, similar complexion, uh, similar hair, similar personality. Yeah, Rhonda. Yeah, that's definitely. That's treasure. Spot on. Yeah, yep. from Australia. So um, what about you guys? Anyone that jumped out at you? I've got one now for Craig Burko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bielke. Bielke. It's pronounced Bielke. Bielke, Bielke from, yeah. Uh, he looked like Hollywood's greatest sidekick actor, Ben Affleck. Did? Ben Excellent. Affleck. Well, did. Excellent. Yeah. 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 He also looks a little like a 90s gal. Yeah. A little yeah. like well, a 90s gal. He needs a bit more yeah. long back. But he had, Bielke has better hair and teeth. Yeah, yes, been gagged yes. in the nineties. They, they would have both yeah. pantsed some tens. I Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to nineties gear. Uh, excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Great lookalikes. Uh, that's not a knife for a scene that's passed over into popular culture. I don't know. It's a bit under the radar. This one. We we did quote it a lot at the time. I remember yeah. because we were enamoured with the the dialogue of Shane O'Black and and the way that Samuel L. Jackson and uh, and Brian Cox were able to uh, to to sprout it. But I don't know. For me, nothing really passed over. Damo, what about you? No, I agree. Nothing passed over. Though, you know, if if this was yeah, like double the size or triple the size of the movie was, there'd be so many things that would have been, would have passed over. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson quote. It's probably, uh, unfortunately, it's lack of box office success yep. has hindered it because they're on, on the revisit. You definitely oh. see a lot that could, that could have passed over. So yeah, agree, Whitey? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree, yes. Absolutely. Brilliant. Uh, Philip Stuckey for Jason Alexander's role in Pretty Woman for the biggest fuckwit in the film. Uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll lead out the CIA agent that decides that it's just easier to kill Charlie now that he's uh, he's he's now he's repping with her former Mark. Uh, that seemed pretty Philip Stuckey-ish to me. Yeah, there was a few. Yeah, any of those guys, Burke or Bel- Belky. Yeah, Belky. Belky had a real punchable face. He was he very a, smarmy. Yeah, he kept smiling. Well, yeah, he said he was going to put. He was going to. He was going to blind the girl and put two on her knees. Like, yeah, he, that's he rough. Was a, he was a dick. Even though he was the baddie, I don't normally pick the baddies. You are a baddie lover. Yeah, but this guy was a dick. He was a dick. You can kind of see a bit of a. So we, we talked about it before with Shane Black. All his scripts start out much darker. Then they end up on the screen, and the producers just slowly, slowly bring it back, so it's a, a bit more mainstream. But I think in some of the dialogue, you can see. The dark left there, in there. Yeah. and certainly with Craig Bielke, that was uh, that was apparent that it, there was still a bit of uh, some sinister shit going on with his yep. dialogue. So yep. um, yeah, excellent. I'll, I'll accept both. Uh, the cast of Caddyshack is the next one for an actor or entire cast that aren't quite sure of the tone of the movie they're in and just go off on tangents and freestyle and do their own thing. No one really stood out to me as as not quite getting it. What about you guys? No, I'm the same. No, nah, they're all in it. They're all in it. I think it's pretty good. Yep, agreed. I think Rennie did a good job of keeping everyone aligned on that one. Good stuff. I wonder how he went directing his wife because 
I know both your wives and they wouldn't take direction from either of us <laughs> that well. I don't think it would be a smooth process on set. So, yeah. yeah, Rennie Harlan, well played you. Uh, next one is obviously Olivia Newton-John, Australia's mm-hmm. sweetheart, rest in peace. She can't cartwheel for shit as evidenced at the pep rally in Greece. Particularly poor show of athletic prowess. Gentlemen, did you see anything that reminded you of ONJ in this flick? Only the kid ice skating. She was shit. Well, and she reminded me of it. Before ONJ, we had Kim Mills. Yes. She ran better than Kim Mills. Little little Caitlin, the little eight-year-old. Yeah. I I was watching a run in a little girl style. I thought, she's actually better than Kim Mills. Wouldn't be hard. Kim Mills is the worst runner (laughs) of all time. No, no, nothing really. We talked a bit about Gina Davis, and I think she is believable as an action heroine for the most part, but her running also, there weren't too many scenes of her running. It was always shot above the waist because she did have the crazy legs, I did notice. Oh, okay, a bit of wobble. Yeah, bit of wobble there going. So, But otherwise, yeah, a minor, minor issue there. But no, good call. Uh, Robot Sentries for the sequel to the movie that we all love and the film school small episode (laughs) that we will all grow to love. Uh, Robot Centuries in Aliens in the director's cut for showing us as the audience uh, a little bit more that we we didn't glean from the original cut shows us what these space marines are about to face. Did you want to know more about this particular film and uh, what what scene would have answered the question for you? Yeah, no, I I think it's fine the way it is. In fact, you could probably lose 10 minutes from this movie. To be honest, I don't know where, but you could probably trim some of the fat out of that. Yeah, I think so. Well, I actually would have liked to have probably seen Brian Cox a bit more because he was just dead. He just, I would have liked to see him when he died. I reckon he would have had some good lines. (laughs) Um, He was, yeah, he was excellent. And they, uh, the way they set up Charlie's uh, pulling the gun out of his pants. Yeah, uh, that was very good. Chekhov's gun. It was Chekhov's gun. gun. It was a real gun. Um, The other bit I would have, remember when Gina was lying next to the dead deer? Yep. Would like to see a bit of a torn, torn scene. Cut it open, sleep in the guts. <laughs> Would have been pretty good. He put she put, maybe maybe that's what she did. Maybe she yeah. put the doctor. Maybe she put the old fella in the guts of the deer. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see that. <laughs> and have oh, a little snooze in there. Excellent. I will you think that. they smell bad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 they smell bad on the outside. <laughs> Outstanding, Damo. Well done. Last of, but not least, of course, why is Brad Pitt for the actor you'd most like to be putting the wand in the Chamber of Secrets? Ooh. Oh, good one. It's a movie good one. reference. Good one. Oh, there's only uh, one female, isn't there? It's it's a sausage fest, this movie. Yeah, no, well, but, I, I, I'm going to say Mitch's assistant. Yeah, she is, is a good source. Oh, actually, yeah. without a doubt. No. Without yeah. a doubt. And but, she, but she's a TV jobber as Yeah, well. CSI. She, she was in CSI, oh, yeah. I believe. CSI New York. But I just want to ask, too. With Sinise. Which Gina, though, the uh, brunette, curly, lo- or the short blonde, or the long blonde curly nah, at br- the end? brunette, brunette. The, the original, the, as yeah. Samantha hair? Like which? Oh, so I reckon the short blonde is a bit dirty. Oh, so you're a, you're a Bridget, yeah. That was a bit, bit too Bridget Nielsen for my taste. Yeah, she looked, but, but, yeah, that's she she does. a badass. But that's she why, does. why she at does. the end... At the end, with her hair, it was the combination of both yeah, of them. Yeah, she was both of them. You know, yeah. You know she what? found the sweet yeah. spot. Yeah. Stylistically, that was the only John Woo moment in the film that I think Rennie maybe overblew it a bit when she was looking in the mirror. All of yeah. that stuff that felt a bit removed from the style of Possibly, the film. I did. Yeah. It didn't fit the rest of the Miss Olsen, <laughs> buddy. Yeah. And then I thought that was a, that was an. It was an artistic flourish that wasn't Yeah, but there should have been so. some condensation on that mirror, too. 
could have made the scene heaps better. Fucking hell. Uh, good up. Well That's done, it. Daniel. That's it. That's it. Quick yeah. fire. Well done. Another another quality quick fire. Listen to this. We'll start with you, Damo. Just a, I think we've mentioned a few things, so I'll go there. But the bit, you know, you started seeing the Beatles. Uh, sing, you know. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Put my keys in the pocket. No, 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 no. So do you remember then when he bust out of the um the back of the truck? Then that da na 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 it was played with the played with the full electric guitar. Yeah. So he sort of set that up with his own little riff that he hummed. Um, also, and because we mentioned a few other things, but Gina Davis took up archery in uh, 1997. She practiced about 30 hours a week, and she just missed out on. Olympic selection in 2000. Really? Yeah. Wow. I suppose she had she was, time on her hands. Yeah, she I wasn't acting that. anymore. She was very, very good, yeah. Yeah. But now that's it. We've mentioned other things about Remy and get being married and yep. Mitch. And, yep. So yep. That's, that's it for me. Dan, have you got another? This is your favourite segment. Yeah, no, a couple. Um, so there was an homage to the Elliot Gould film, The Long Kiss Goodbye. So that, that film's actually playing on the TV in one of the, the shots. So if you haven't seen that oh. flick, it's, it's worth a revisit. It's a very old 70s flick, but definitely Shane O'Black t- dipping his lid to that particular flick. So right. for you, uh, F-wits out there, Mr. Beer Geek, our uh, New Zealand mate Strangles, you, Strangles, you guys have yeah. that. Yeah, check it out. And then the only other one was... Uh, a lot of films at the time and, and still to this day in the industry, we uh, often do test screenings and then change can change the movie somewhat based on the opinions of these test screening dorks. And in this one, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch actually yeah, died right. at yeah, the I end did read that. of yeah. The, yeah, the original, the original flicks. So, and uh, they, the, the test screening audience was like, you can't kill Mitch. So yeah. actually changed no, it like... and re, reshot a whole heap of scenes at considerable expense. To, to change the ending to, to what we had in the, in the Larry King cameo. Yes, oh. gal, that's a cameo at the end. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, very that, interesting. That was one of the best, too, that Larry oh, King. Oh, so yeah. funny. Excellent. Talk about yeah. that in quotes. Really so funny. funny. So funny. Uh, yeah, okay. So Shane Black had originally intended to pen a, a follow-up, a sequel called uh, The Kiss After Lightning. However, after the flop at the flopperoo at the box office yeah. never happened. I would. I'd watch a sequel to this. Oh, for sure. Oh, that title sucks balls. Oh, I don't. The yeah, kiss after lightning. It's not great, yeah, is it? Not great. It's not great. You could do better I than can, that. I'm sure that wouldn't I, have got through the. I'm available for script doctoring too. If people okay. do require alternative yeah. titles, you can reach out to me uh, via MySpace, the usual social media <laughs> lookouts. Uh, yes. Call Whitey. Okay, so during the development, New Line Cinema weren't happy about the female lead. Steven Seagal and Sylvester oh, Stallone were considered wow. as suitable choices. Uh, totally shit house. Would not Would have work. had any charm. Yeah. Charmless yeah. film. Uh, yeah, no. no. Yeah. Computer says no. No, exactly right. And we mentioned this was four million bucks for this screenplay, the, the highest fee ever at the time. Yeah. And obviously it flopped because it came out. It came out only nine months after Cutthroat Island. It's so yeah, it's basically piggybacked on on a shit movie. Yeah. And and it's just totally rooted it. Yeah. Criminally underrated, this film. Totally. Uh, I think you understand that we, we do really like it. Mm. You should definitely revisit this film if you haven't already. Suck me sideways. Quotables. Daniel, you got anything up there on the land in quotables? I do. We talked about Brian Cox, and I'm going to try and do justice to my yeah, favourite. Yeah, because this <laughs> is very good. It's, it's, it's difficult, so I'm going to, I'll try and do yeah. it. So if uh, set the scene, it's an interior uh, <laughs> dining room table. 
uh, Nathan, Brian Cox is there with Alice, uh, his elderly companion. Uh, and Nathan says, oh, sorry, and there's also a dog in the scene. So Nathan yeah. says, Alice, please, your dog, Alice, it and my appetite are mutually exclusive. Well, what's wrong with the dog? Simple. He's been licking his asshole for the last three straight hours. I submit to you that there is nothing there worth more than an hour's attention. And I should think that whatever he's attempting to dislodge is either gone for good or there to stay. <laughs> Mate, I watched that four oh, times. Man. I kept rewinding it. I kept rewinding it. And I was in stitches every single time I watched it. Because Brian Cox's delivery... His it's tone brilliant. Is, it's brilliant. It's so good. He's, he's on so screen deadpan. for three minutes. And, yeah. and, and look, kudos to Shane O'Black again for writing that absolute masterpiece of the it, scene. It, it was. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Anything else, Daniel? No, that's it for me. Okay. Damo. Well, yeah, I've got a few. But, like, you know, you mentioned at the beginning with the, the make the ass out of you and umption. But there was that bit when he was – so there was the guy in bed with the girl. And he said, I can tell by your choice of hookers, you're not a wealthy man. <laughs> yeah, so that bit I'll, – I'll leave some for you. But the, it, took a, it took a true dick hound like you. <laughs> I mean, it was just so funny. But – when Brian Cox snuck up to Mitch at oh um, my god, at the, at that, that is farm, another great one. And he, he said, "Look, I found like Mitch said, how 'How'd you find me?'" He said, "Well, I found the address in your coat, in your coat." And he pulled out the um, little notepad, and he goes, "Here, between the address of a topless bar and a picture of what looks like a man's penis." Yeah. And then Mitch has gone, "That's a duck, not a dick." And Brian Cox is just looking at it. But the way Brian Cox oh, said god. it again, yes. Was so freaking There may be funny. many reasons not to kill you, but among them, then, is not you'll be missed by NASA. He killed it. You, you, you go for The drawing. The drawing oh. of the, the dick in the dark. The drawing was awesome. It was like, the yeah. think of that was just, oh, no. it was, uh, you looked at it and, and you went, oh, it could be both. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks like a man. Like, the fact that they showed the audience, the, the us, the actual oh. notepad, with the topless Fantastic. bar address, the other address, and then the picture of the duck. It's Bill. That would look like a penis. Yeah, it's funny. I I, lo I love uh, easy sport. I got myself out of Beirut once. Beirut once. I can get out of New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, don't be so sure. Others have tried and failed. The entire population, in fact. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Charlie again. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, I yes. hope not, because I'm thinking how much my balls hurt. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that was so good. Uh, um, it's so funny. But when you and when we mentioned um, his late night appearance. Um, you know, at the end, the very end of the oh, show. Oh, yeah, Frank and Ernest. Um, yeah, just saying, he said, now what, what she failed to say was, I'm always Frank and Ernest with women. In New York, I'm Frank, <laughs> and in Chicago, I'm Ernest. And the way he looked at the camera. Oh, the shit-eating grin on him is so oh. He was just like, I've just absolutely I've crushed it. I've crushed it. I've it. it. The best joke ever. And he's, <laughs> uh, they were just all looking at him going, what? And he's laughing his head off. He's loving and it. He's, and his wife sitting there at yeah. home with the son watching it going, what? Yeah. I love it when he's like, uh, when Mitch goes, I'm going in, Charlie. You can't. There's too many of them. Well, kill them for me, bitch. What else are you good for? <laughs> Look, and, it, but, and, and there was so much more. There was so much I, more. The other one I, I laughed at again, It was. it's not any of them. It's Timothy, the henchman. I'm hurt real bad. I think I'm dying. Continue dying. Oh, Out. no, I know. He was a yeah. dickhead. Mate, hey, do you know so when, I, when I ballsed up earlier? And I couldn't think what I was saying mid-sentence, mid yep. and I stopped. I remember what I wanted to say. 
Yep. That was the only part of Mitch's character that I was, would, would took me out of the film and made me wonder was his undivided loyalty to Samantha from the get-go. So yeah. I didn't right. feel that there was enough of a buy-in from him to risk his life and going back to jail and everything that was happening at the start of their relationship. But sure, the end of the relationship, they've got the trust. But it felt like he bonded with us so damn quickly. Very quickly. And was, yeah. was willing to do everything. There we go. I knew I had something poignant to say. Well done, go. me. Okay, so yeah. what about what about when in the alley and the agent goes, "Good evening, pretty lady. How about some company?" Charlie, no thanks. I'm saving myself till I get raped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, grim. I know. Grim, grim, but grim. obviously there was the when he was singing the song, the England Dan and John Ford Collie song. Ah, oh, yes. When um, I'm not talking about the linen. In, yeah, I'm not talking about the linen. I'm yeah, and Gina's like the song's not about linen. Yeah. It was just so, so funny. funny. So funny. Just seeing that. We might have a treat a little bit later. We might. We might. So yeah. I, I love, this is the last one I've got. So Samantha. I know he has a pin in his leg. Car accident. I, I know he cuts his own hair. He doesn't even own a TV. He he sits when he pees. Hey, 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 that's enough. I'm getting a boner here, <laughs> yeah, all right? That's what she's talking about. Yeah, I know. Buddy Mitch again, eh? Mitch is the man. Mitch is the man. Yeah. As... And to be honest, every time Mitch opens his mouth, it's a quotable quote. Yep. Could have been here. Could just be a whole episode on the quotes from yep. this movie. Okay. We, d- we definitely don't do them justice. Go we don't. Watch, go and watch Samuel L. Jackson deliver it and Brian Cox deliver it. Yeah. They're, they're, it's <laughs> so absolutely funny. brilliant. Yeah. Even yeah. Brian Cox doesn't funny things. piss himself in trying uh, to get yeah. the words out. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. but yeah. Brian Cox, when he says that, he's almost at a half whisper, half oh, sort yes. of... He talks quietly. Yeah, he's amazing. And it's hilarious. It's Alice, amazing. Alice, your dog, Alice, has been licking his asshole. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's very funny. Very funny. <laughs> Film school? The F-wits. Yes, fellow F-wits. Like, first up, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's reached out to me on the line via the MySpace just saying... <laughs> How how much they enjoyed the little mini episode. Look, today I'm not going to uh, to to carry on and get carried away with the Mizzolsan as much as I did in uh, in that week. But yes, you can obviously tell that Alien is very special to me. Thank you, thank you for your lickouts. Uh, this week, though, I'm gonna, I am going to stay in the screenwriting realm because I do love Shane O'Black. But something that's always I don't know, it never came. It might come to you, F Wits, and you might it might be obvious. But for me, the ticking clock as a screenwriting device, right? So what is the, the ticking clock, you ask? Well, it's a screenwriting term that refers to some kind of time limit on a story arc, and it can be used for a scene or sequence or for the whole movie. So the most obvious example is in The Long Kiss Goodnight where it's a bomb, and the bomb is counting down. And it, uh, it just the hero has to defuse it, obviously, our Gina Davis, and then before the time it gets to zero. So it's that that is probably the most common ticking clock, and we, we see numerous examples in a bazillion movie so just recently we've done aliens and uh, sorry alien and its sequel aliens we will do in the future but those the ticking clock is is always um, apparent and look at basically what it does the purpose of it is to inject urgency and tension into the story for or an individual scene so the ticking clock is related to the stakes and we know something good will happen if the character succeeds and something bad will happen conversely if the character fails so but it's not always a, a ticking time bomb, although that is by far the most obvious. But if you think about films like The Silence of the Lambs, 
So that also has a ticking time bomb, but oh, sorry, has a ticking clock. But the ticking clock in this case is that Clarice knows that there's only a certain time frame with which a serial killer keeps their victim alive. So that's the more subtle variety mm. of the ticking clock. And then in Almost Famous, uh, another favourite, which I'm sure we'll do at some stage, the Cameron Crowe flick, which I watched again recently. Uh, his is William, the, the, the rock journo. He's got to get his... His uh, his interview with the with the guitarist with Mystique Brilly Crudup of which my hair is modelled off at the moment. Thank you, boys, for no- noticing Jeez. that. But yep. yeah, the, so in this time, the ticking clock is that he's got to get the interview before he gets to Cleveland, or else he's not going to be able to submit his story to Ben Fong Torres. So I guess it's just something that now, if you, if you weren't like me, aware that it was an actual. I mean, this goes back years now for me 25 years when I started out screenwriting but I remember that until I was told about (laughs) the ticking clock I I wasn't aware that it was such a a common way for us screenwriters to to really make sure that the stakes continue to ramp up and then you can actually film conclude a film with uh with it with the the character either overcoming or not overcoming a particular challenge that we place for them boys any other films where you, you think uh, maybe not quite so obvious ticking clock? I mean, every single action film pretty much has some sort of variation on the ticking clock. Oh, well, the Death Star coming around in well, Star Wars. I mean, yeah. probably the, the, certainly the most famous for our generation of sitcoms. But I wonder if uh, there's any any like almost famous or Silence of the Lambs that you think is a little bit more removed. I put you on the spot. I, I must yeah, say, yeah, that is a bit I, on the spot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Mission so Impossible can... the other week too with the stop the nuclear bomb in Kashmir. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a that's a stopping the, stopping yeah, the nuclear bomb that, is quite similar to the stopping the bomb of the yeah, other it's bombs. the same. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, no, not off the top of my head, but <laughs> thank you, Daniel. That was, well, that just, was look, keep it, well done. Here's a little bit well of done, here's done, a homework for all the F-wits and you F-wits especially. Let's, let's revisit it in the upcoming eps and just see where the screenwriter has chosen. Otherwise, the film, like life, could just go on and on and on and on and on and the character might get to that tomorrow or the next day, a bit like me on the land with the chores on well, my well, t- Taken was the other one. Well, t- Taken, they knew that you've know, you got 48 hours. But seven. Seven. Seven, you knew there was so there be were seven sins. Kills. Yeah. So there's only you knew you only had seven sins to catch him. Brilliant. But they, but Brilliant. you know, um DC with um the Justice League actually Okay, let's not the, denigrate the, field no, school for the, 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 timer, the bomb timer shite. the bomb timer the bomb went off. So it actually they didn't stop it in time. It actually went off. Wow. So then you had to go and do some time travel. <laughs> so sounds, they they they, awesome. they, they stopped they stopped the trope from just getting it one second, two seconds before to actually no, it went off and everyone died, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> then they had to go and I suppose the same with Thanos in um Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pretty it, much they, every superhero yeah. movie uh the, 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 had, had where, where they actually missed it. Yeah, they actually missed it. Excellent. There we go. There's a there's a much shorter film called Free Fwits this week, but well, there's keep no an eye mention out for of condensation that. there. So all your condensation fans are gonna be pissed. There wasn't much visceral to do. Like, you, you know, there's a drip going down the shower screen. And if it gets to the bottom, well, then, you know, someone's going to die. There is, there is no exchange of state because it is in liquid form. It is not gaseous. So oh, yeah. the condensation, ergo, does not become a big part of this scene. Well done, Daniel. Another a great film school for f It's one that sits snugly within the run sheet of mm. the podcast today. Might, might even run that one. Shan't be shan't be a solo pod. 
Okay, star of the show. Interesting one, this one. Daniel, who you got? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson for me. The film, it was it was a, a, a real toss-up between him and Coxie and even Gina Davis, who I do think is excellent, but this film dies without Samuel L. Jackson, and he, sir, is uh, my hero of the flick. Excellent. Damo. Yeah, there's the big three, but Sam Jackson's just up top. Yeah, well, it's three from three. It's easy, actually. He is... I, I agree with you. You said it early on, Daniel, that the movie doesn't work without him. I think that it's he's, his character hinges. The whole thing hinges on him. He's the best. So three from three for, for, old, for old Mitch, for the star of the show. That's going to send us into... <coughs> the Rank Bank. Now, we've got a few here for us. Let me just bring it up. One-eyed villains, amnesiac assassin school teachers, low-rent private detectives, dickhounds, annoyingly cute lispy children. Looking for any help here? Yeah, I, I can't really think of. I was trying to think of like some of um, Mitch's lines and mm. using them. Mm. Um, assumptions, uh, umptions. It no, could be I assumptions. Can't. Yeah, um, I think it's an a- ass and umptions. Yeah, How many ass and umptions are you giving it? Ass and umptions. Yeah. Let's go with ass and umptions. Let's start with uh, with you up on the land, Daniel. How many ass and umptions are you giving? Long kiss, good night. Yeah, I really enjoyed coming back to this. Hadn't seen it in a long time. Uh, I had to knock a couple of percentages of a point off because Gina Davis can't either smoke or root. So that was definitely kiss, apparently. something. Yeah, or kiss. Bad that kiss was definitely, it definitely had to subtract a few numbers. But 3.75 is my number for this. Would uh, would would make it much more than the uh, absolute uh, cretins of IMDb have given it. But thoroughly enjoyable. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. And if you have seen it, definitely worth a revisit. Go get it. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. Uh, Damo, how many ass and umptions are you giving it? Yeah, look, because I, I do love a comedy, right? And I mention comedies a lot. And this was freaking hilarious. And I laughed a lot. I laughed out loud by myself sitting there. Yeah, obviously, I, I put this up sort of even like as a, and I'll probably mention it later, but like in the category of like Die Hard for how much I enjoy it. Yeah. So, mate, yeah. this is a 4.25 nice. for me. Wow. Oh, Damo, awesome. Well done. It's just Love too it. funny. Like, it's yeah. really freaking funny. Yeah. Love it. Okay, I I threw around a few scores for this, but I really, really enjoyed watching this again. Yeah. Uh, this definitely won't be condoed, that's for sure. I'll, I'll definitely watch this again. Probably give it a little bit of time because I think it needs to... Yeah, it needs a little bit of space. I'm giving it four. Yep. I think it's I think it's a healthy eight. I think Do you it's know a, what I that's done as well? Because yeah. I don't even have to look at the spreadsheet. Yeah, there's a few fours there on average. It is four ass and umptions. Well, nice. yeah, and deservedly so. I think it's a, it's an eight out of ten for sure. Where its rightful place should be on IMDb. I don't give a shit about the, the tomatoes or the other ones, but definitely yeah, no. uh, IMDb it should be much higher. Okay, so this brings it in to equal thirty first spot. Oh God! On the oh, rank bank, oh, it's a lot of high scores. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is just below Predator. 
at 4.06 ugly motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I'd, I'd prefer Predator. Yeah. It is it is equal to Step Brothers. Yeah. With four pieces of white dog shit. Yeah. I probably like Step Brothers more, but yes, yes. Beverly Hills same. Cop, four bananas in the tailpipe. Wow. And yeah. four bidets for Crocodile Dundee. It's in big, big company. <laughs> this is in. Yeah. Yeah, and it is just above Commando at 3.94 elaborate European flat tops. Yeah. yeah. I reckon you okay. guys lowballed Predator when you guys did it. I would have gone way higher. Uh, Predator, yeah. Oh, look, at, we, we're all above. Oh, we're all oh, four and above. Yeah. I thought Dan rated Predator lower than what I anticipated. I gave it what the best score at 4.25. You gave it a four. Four, I gave yeah. It a 4.25. No, I about a four yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Equal 31st. Uh, it's, nice. it's right there in the middle. It's a bloody good movie. Just it, that's it. We, it. we love it. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Just because it's it's number 31 doesn't mean we think it's, no, a, it's, it's a shit movie. Awesome like, there, action, there are awesome characters, awesome comedy. And if I'm you, if I'm saying what did this, you give those? What did you give those fucking Lord of the Things? What did you give them? Lord I of gave the Rings. Out of five. Oh God. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. That only won eleven Academy Awards. <laughs> that was the last one, not the first one. Yeah, the first one won four. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is four point five. Rings to rule them all. It's in. Uh, it's in spot nine. Oh, so I get. I get the scale. I just. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. You okay. Need, you need to listen to the episode. Right. As I said, <laughs> yeah. As I said, I, I truly enjoyed rewatching this movie again. I, I'd forgotten how good this movie was. It's a hell of a lot of fun. It, it's it's over the top nineties action, but God, it's funny. Yep. And and that's I think what keeps bringing you back is that you can get a bit bored with action films occasionally. But I think this one is just so freaking funny it's that unique humor too yeah, it is yeah yeah totally yeah it's yeah. like no i've never you haven't seen humor like this yeah it's really clever it's really yeah. good Shane black tip your hat yeah uh, one of your better scripts there's no doubt deserves the formula even the, the final scene where she cuts the dude off the the uh, the lights and and gets flung up and shoots the helicopter i mean that's inventive oh, shit that, yeah, yeah that is yeah. got to say though megan did say to me god that gun would have been hot <laughs> she's getting been. picky if that's yeah, she's getting picky. She's, she's, yeah. Yeah, put that in bad she's married to a po- professional <laughs> yeah. podcaster yeah. Yeah. she is <laughs> okay so if you loved The Long Kiss Good Night what are you going to watch Daniel uh, very little to do with the movie but Mr. In Between how good is that one of the greatest TV shows ever I, and the only reason I thought about it is because a, uh, a, fr- a friend of mine from up here on the land hadn't seen it and had only seen – it's starting to pop up as memes on the socials and for people who haven't seen it, they're like, who is this Ray Shoesmith guy? My God, if, we, it's, if you have not seen Mr. Inbetween, I will give you many tips on this particular form of uh, medium, but Mr. Inbetween is an absolute must. It is incredible. And I believe that old mate, the writer and star, is, is pretty close – to securing some more Hollywood-style flicks uh, that are in development as well. So I haven't caught up with him lately because I haven't been in the States of late. But uh, if I do run into him, I'll find out a bit more and report back. But check out Mr. Inbetween for sure. Good good call. Good call. Damo? Um, as I said before, Die Hard. Yep. Action yeah. comedy. Like Die Hard was just as funny and awesome action. They're, they're very similar movies. Yeah, they are. I'm going with another Shane Black joint, Last Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Underrated. Yeah, that's, that's underrated. That's funny as well. 
Huge yeah. under. I only watched it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, directed by Tony Scott. Uh, Bruce Willis, Damon Wayans. Yeah. It's freaking great. Yeah. It's so the much opening, fun. the NFL game in the rain. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the amazing. Yeah. Shane O'Black again. Yeah. Just just crushes it. Good okay, great show, episode. As I usually say every week, another great episode in the rearview mirror. We look forward to what's uh, what's coming next week. And joining us back in the panic room will be the G-Man after sabbatical in Southeast Asia. With he's, his family. Been, he's been over with uh, with family and some friends, I believe. Yeah, the stars aligned over there yeah, uh, while he was there. And he, he met, met up with some friends, had a good time over there. I shared a couple, uh, uh, what are they called, espresso martinis Ooh, in, in wow. one of the day clubs over there. Gow's a big day club guy. Yeah, ne- I've never seen guy. his little baby teeth so happy in that embrace yeah. <laughs> with his friend in the pool. It was uh, no, was, There was a lot of gum. We saw a lot of gum. Next week... In celebration of the G-Man joining us back in, we've been talking about this for a little bit. We're doing Behind Enemy Lines. Ah, Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. Gene Hackman. Yep. This should be interesting. I've not watched this for a while. No, man. neither. But it was a sneaky one under the radar, 2001. Very sneaky under the radar. Water cooler movie. It was one of those ones that I don't think it was, I'm going to see this, but if someone told you, yeah, I saw it was pretty good. But if you said to someone, oh, it's an Owen Wilson movie, I mean, you know, yeah. you're not going to go, wow. you're not going to say it's a war flick. Yeah. You're going to go, oh, yeah, well, it's... It's ha- not the Bosnian-Herzegovinian war. He's Hansel or his, you Wes, know, Wes Anderson joint, which would have got me erect. It's some comedy thing. There's no way you would think he's in a war movie. And yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, it'll be... Uh, and I've not seen it... F- I've not seen this for a long time. So I'm looking forward to rewatching this one. Yep. Uh, and I'll g- I'm going to give you guys two weeks heads up so you can get your homework in. Oh. The week after, we're going Karate Kid, the original. Oh. Yeah. Mr. Fucking Miyagi. That's mm. it. We'll go catch Daniel flies son. with some Daniel chopsticks. Son. Yeah. We'll go We'll go wax the floor. Wax it off too. Wax, the, wax on, wax off. Uh, Daniel definitely waxed off. Daniel Where son. Where did you get to with Cobra Kai? Did you did you stay? stay I low? watched it all. I haven't watched yeah, it all. Yeah, I, no, I, I got dropped probably uh, third season. I think it. it kind yeah, of it's, 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 it's. I haven't started the it's third gone season. Down, but it's still. You know what? They had it. I thought the tone they had when they started was awesome. It was all Number about. One, it was fan yeah, freaking fantastic. It was fantastic. so good, and then it became yeah. too schmaltzy with the daughter uh, and the uh, romance can, yeah. and shit. Like that's what where it lost me. If they just stayed in the eighties. Johnny Boy just being an absolute legend, I would have watched it for eternity. But yeah, it lost me. Yeah, it, they, were, they were like it was like they're battling for sheep stations, like it, the, yeah. just high school karate. It's like it was the be all and end all. It was like this is over the top. But I still, yeah. I've still enjoyed it. But nothing compares to season one. Nah, when really it takes funny. it all, yeah. gonna take it over the top. Uh, yeah, so we've got two crackers coming up for the next two weeks, Behind Enemy Lines and then The Karate Kid. Get your homework in. It was Johnny Ball's birthday during the week, so you oh. know, big shout-out to the OG. Yep. Also, another OG listener, Robbo, Ryan Roberts oh, from yeah. Gators Rugby. Very excited. Uh, he, he's pulled his wife into the into the fold, oh. so she's listened to a little bit, but he still hasn't listened to Dirty Dancing because apparently he's too cool. Oh, come yeah. on, Robbo. I agree, Fair Robbo. Either. Yeah, don't. Do I've got to say, honestly, I thought Dirty Dance is one of our better episodes. It was definitely one of some of our better marketing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We put on a. We put. Yeah. Oh, Robo, I can teach you those moves. Yeah. 
We'll have a chat about it. All right. Well, that's enough. Would you bring now? Thank you. Please share to your friends and family and to everyone. It really helps the podcast. Give us a five-star review on Spotify and please give us a review on Apple. I hope you're all listening on both, even if you're just starting us. For 30 seconds. That'll be beautiful. It would help oh, us a lot. That, okay. Yeah. yeah, this is what we do. We cheat the system. Yeah. Let's get it to the people. The people need Born to Watch. <laughs> yeah. I think we should. I don't think we should. Should we, should we have a song before? We, I don't think we've oh, sung yeah, enough we've got this particular it. episode. What do you think? I think, I think the... I think that's what the fans want. Yeah. You know, and it's speaking to the condensation fans, they would like to hear a song as well. <laughs> Excellent. How are we going to do? It's raining, it's pouring. <laughs> yeah, the old man is snoring. <laughs> All right, Damo, we're getting to the end of the show. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's been a while. Hello, yeah, it's been a while. Not much. How about you? I'm not sure why I called. I guess I really just wanted to talk to you and i was thinking maybe later on we could get together for a while it's been such a long time and i really do miss your smile i'm not talking about the living and i don't want to change your life but there's a warm wind blowing when the stars are round and, and I, I really, really want to see you tonight. I'm not talking about the linen. And I don't want to change your mind. But there's a warm wind blowing the stars around. And I really want to see you tonight. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favorite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends. 